I got one of my Christmas presents early this year. New guitar case. Just like a casket inside. <laughs> Have you been dying to hear it? No. One of my jokes here. Okay. Lord. We're going to have a different kind of service today. We're going to call this an interactive service where the congregation is going to be active in the message. It's going to be totally different, but it's going to be fun. Are you, waiting? Are you looking for fun today? Well, we're going to have fun today. Oh, let's see. I got a pick. Need to be sure my guitar's in tune. Okay. By the way, I get an opportunity once a quarter to preach. Here I am. So you're stuck with me today, but that's okay. God is in the house. It makes all the difference in the world. Woo. Something happens this Thursday, and it's a wonderful thing. Oh. I'm going to be speaking from down here today, by the way, um, just to be different. You might notice I like to be different. Oh, oh you bet. Okay. <laughs> the title of the message, if we can get it up on the screen, I forgot to mention that. Preparing for Thanksgiving. Oh, I forgot. Forget it. I, I didn't give you the thing even. So it's my fault. I'll take full responsibility for it. But we're going to... Um, this, the message today is preparing for Thanksgiving. That comes this Thursday, but it should be every day of the year. In preparing for Thanksgiving, the wife in the family or the mother is the most active in this. What happens in preparing for Thanksgiving? Usually calls are made. Listen to this one. We're going to have 14 people in our house for about three solid days. And we are going to have a blast. Good thing I have a big house, right? Hallelujah. Big, big house with lots and lots of room? Yeah. Okay. And uh, usually, the wife is the one that makes the calls to see who's coming. And it's nice that you're not sitting there by yourself, right? And so we have oh, two children, their spouses, four grandchildren, and three foster children, grandchildren coming. And then there's Ethan, Pam, and me. So we've got 14. Then, the wife usually plans the menu. That's really important. Then they buy the food. In most homes, that's in, that includes turkey. Pam cooked the turkey for today. The other day, 23 pounds. I said to her, we just took our ostrich out. The only thing is we're not cooking the leg. Get it? No. It was big, big turkey, though. A lot of turkey meat in here for the, for the older folks today, and including me. Turkey, uh, potato, green beans, cranberry sauce, and no Thanksgiving meal is complete with either, without either berry or, or a pumpkin pie. Also very important. Now, I think that Thanksgiving is probably the most underrated holiday that we observe. Would, everyone, would anyone say that's true? Yeah. I mean, Christmas, you work up to it. Everything else you work up to, Thanksgiving just comes and goes and that's it but celebrated properly, it can be very meaningful, especially in the Christian home. Usually at our house, 
when we sat down to eat our Thanksgiving meal, which would probably be Thursday night. See, this year we're celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday night, going to the parade on Friday night, and celebrating Christmas on Saturday. We've got a whole weekend of celebration. It's going to be fun. And even in my old age, I had fun, you know. Anyway, it happens that, um, what was my train of thought? I, <laughs> I'm getting older, folks. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> things, oh yes, I remember. Now, we go around the table and everybody says something they're thankful for. Once or twice we go around and then we pray the all-meaningful prayer. And it goes like this, Lord, forgive us for what we're about to do. Think about it. Gluttony. <laughs> we eat so much. Good stuff, though. Now, usually, we pray, then we eat. And it's important that we give thanks properly. See, the problem is, people don't oftentimes properly give thanks. Except maybe in church, they thank the Lord the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and that's where we're at. But really learning to be thankful from our heart is an art. We need to do it every day. See, I am so thankful for giving me, God giving me a woman that knows me. We've been married now for 44 and a half years. A good long time for her to put up with me. But it's been wonderful. It's been 44 glorious years for me. How about you? Okay, okay. We're going to sing a song today. Could you put it up? We're going to sing a song. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And Ken, you can come and stand right up here. This song is a little different. It has a counter tune. The folks that are in the middle, those over 50, are going to sing the counter tune. First, we're going to sing the words to this. And then we're going to sing this. Ken, you sing it around about six times. Can you talk into that? Yes, test, one, two. Okay, good. You sing right into it, okay? Okay. We're going to sing, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and so the rest of the church is going to be singing that about six times. While the older folks in the center, and I always say I can call them older folks because I are one. <laughs> but anybody over 50, if you have the words to the counter tune, we're going to do that, and it's all going to mesh together to be a beautiful course of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. And I'll play the guitar. Okay. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name. Oh, most high, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Thanksgiving and make a joyful noise. It is 
a good thing unto the Lord. It is a good thing. Let us make a joyful noise unto the rock. To the Lord and to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise. One more time, Ken. It is a good thing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise unto the rock. To the Lord and to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence. Good singing. Didn't that sound good? Hallelujah. Oh, my. Well, put him away. Why should we give thanks? Did I get your attention? <laughs> we, should be think, we should give thanksgiving because it is a good thing. Does God need it? Well, I don't know if he needs it. Do we need to? We need to give thanks. So very, very important. And God knew that we needed that. Now, that song, by the way, was taken from Scripture. You can't go wrong on the word. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, to sing praises unto His name, almost high, from Psalms 92.1. And then the part that the older folks sang, the, middle, the senior citizens sang, Psalms 95.1 and 2, Come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise unto the rock, to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise. In other words, the lyrics... You can't go wrong on because they're right from Scripture. And I can say this, if King James Version was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for If you get it. Okay. Okay. So we serve a God that wants us to give thanks. I'd like to read some Scripture to you. Psalms 107, give thanks, and we're reading verses 1 through 9. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the land, from the east and the west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wasteland, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. And listen to the word. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful words, his wonderful deeds to men. And it says, He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. We give thanks because it's a good thing. We give thanks because he wants us to count our blessings. Anybody been blessed here? I can tell you this. I have been blessed by God beyond my wildest imagination. I could never have considered years ago when we first married, or first married, the blessing that God, I mean, to have four children and ten grandchildren, first of all, but all the junk at home, all this stuff that we have, but he gave us Jesus in the middle. And it makes it all worth it. And I am so thankful that I'm going to count my blessings. No, I want you to know this. I invited a group 
that sing Southern gospel music by the name of Legacy Five. I called them up, and they said their story, but they were busy. So they sent me a CD instead. And on this CD, there's a song that says, Count Your Blessings. No, it's hand clapping and toe tapping, but it's going to be a fun one. And if you could hit it, maestro. Testing, testing, testing. I have someone in church today that wants to count her blessings, and after that, if you want to. I asked her, I told her she had to be here about a month ago, and Joyce went to the hospital way back in the middle of August and just got home about three days ago. And let me tell you, she's happy. And Joyce... Speak right into the mic. Right into my Yes, I'm back home. <laughs> and I'm back in my church. What a wonderful feeling to be back. Jesus brought me back life. Yep. According to my husband and Gene and Dorothy, which they were with him, and I thank them. They were with my husband at this time. I was about ready to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. But because the prayers of you mm-hmm. and the prayers of my husband and all my loved ones, I'm here today. Every breath I take, I praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Every thought I think, I praise the Lord. 
because I could be stroke, have a stroke, has her heart, heart stop. I couldn't walk by walking. I can't give Jesus in the praise and thankful and thankful. Be thankful today, every one of you, young and old. You have children. Be thankful for them because they are their prize and joy. I thank you for my children. I thank you for my pastor, Charlie. Men in my home, men in and the church, Pastor Tom. And stop and been in the in the hospital praying for me and all the others that have been praying for me. Thank you for all your prayers. God bless you all. May you have a blessed Thanksgiving and a blessed year. Amen. Now she didn't think she'd be able to make that without crying and she did it. Hallelujah. Anybody else that would like to give a testimony? Anybody else? That's thankful today for the Lord, what he's done? Anyone else before I put the... Yes, okay, right here. Speak right into it. I collided with the deer last Wednesday, Sunday night, and I am so thankful that it could have been a whole lot worse that I wasn't severely injured and my truck was not totaled. It has a lot of damage, but it's being fixed. Hallelujah. In other words, you can fix a truck, but you can't... Hallelujah. Anyone else? You're probably thinking, this is a different kind of service, and I'm telling you it is. We're going to have a different... It's good. good. Um, as many of you know, my dad is in heaven. Hallelujah. Um, we are so thankful for that and praising the Lord. But I am also so thankful that I had the opportunity to be with him as he passed. God ordained that whole week for me to be there with him. And God was a part of it. And if you want to hear the story, I can tell you because it's just amazing, but um, sweet time, sweet time with my dad as he went. Well, here. Pass the mic. I'm like, I think all of us could be thankful, you know, it's just people are shocked about this little microphone thing, but we're all very, very <laughs> thankful. But I was thinking about friendship, and I'm, I'm thankful for friendship. I'm thankful that I'm not going through life alone, that struggles with teenagers, struggles with marriage. Of course, we don't have any. <laughs> it's like, but, you know, just struggles with, I mean, getting the dishes done. You know, the mundane things with friends, we're going through it together. And I just love the Lord for providing me with friendship and it means a lot to me. I'm very, very thankful. And I love everyone here in this church. I do, I do, I do. I just want you to know that a couple weeks ago, I just got hit with a burst of joy thinking, God lets us all get together and love each other. It's like, let's all hug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a group hug. Let's have a group hug. Anyone else? Anyone? Going once, going twice, the auctioneer has spoken. By the way, I wanted to tell you, we were at the auction over at James Valley last year, and I talked to Mr. the superintendent, Mr. Held. I said, you know, 
I think this auctioneer's Pentecostal. Sounded like he was speaking in tongues. <laughs> and he, he laughed. It was okay. <clears throat> now, so it's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord, number one. Secondly, we need to have an attitude of gratitude. Does your attitude matter to you? Because if it doesn't, it matters to those around you. Think about that. Do you know that people can, that can find the worst in everything? Watch the news on TV, they'll tell you. They can find the very worst, it seems like, in everything. Very little good stuff when we have so very much to be thankful for. Sometimes we get down about relationships. Sometimes we get down about finance. You might say, I take one step forward with my finances and two steps back. Something always comes up and I either get behind or just barely even. Then we attribute it to Satan. Well, Satan is doing this because I can't get ahead. And all the time it's the Lord saying this. Trust me. Just trust me. Pam and I have had many times in our married life when we have had to totally trust God. We had no other choice. And you know, looking back on it, it was hard, hard time. But looking back on it, it was the best thing for us. I'm not sure if I've given this testimony in church here before. I know I have in Wednesday evening Bible study. Pam went shopping for two weeks with $10. She came home with $10, $10 of groceries for food for two weeks for three children and her and me. And it was kind of like, what are we going to do? We talked for a while and prayed and decided, I guess we're going to have to trust God. I was working as a night manager in a motel in Bloomington, Minnesota. And wouldn't you know, just an hour later, a man comes in just to talk with me. He was not staying at the motel that and brings us in four big bags overflowing with groceries of everything we would have bought in the store. We had the money. What do you say? Okay, Lord. Okay, we understand. How easy it is to complain. We might say, Lord, I don't deserve this. The question is, why not? The Bible tells us this. We deserve death. It says this, the wages of sin is death. That's what we deserve. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The people of Israel. Moses in the Old Testament. It's, it's a humorous story. Moses at the burning bush. God says, Moses, I'm sending you to the people of Israel. And Moses says, God, who shall I say has sent me? And God said, tell them, I am that I am. So he went and told the people of Israel. But let me tell you, Pharaoh wasn't so convinced of it. Finally, after ten plagues, the last one being the death angel, and Pharaoh's oldest son died, the Israelite people splattered blood over their doorposts. It was known as the Passover. And then finally Pharaoh said, Moses, you get out of here and you take all these people and go, just leave. 
Moses' intention was to go so that they could worship at this mountain where he'd gotten the where he had the burning bush. But Pharaoh said, "Leave and never come back." After a couple of days, Pharaoh said, "What have I done? Our slave labor, all those people—they're gone." He he commissioned the army, his army, go after them. Here are the people of Israel, right on the brink of the, the Red Sea. And they yelled up, Moses, did you bring us here to die? Here Pharaoh's army's coming, Moses. Moses had a chat with God. And Moses says, God, what are we going to do? You know what? God usually uses what we have, not what we don't have. And God says, Moses, what you got? Just the staff. Lift it up and see what happens. As he lifted, the Red Sea parted. Here's Pharaoh's army behind him. And God says, there you go. Scripture tells us this, that they crossed over, not on mud, but on dry ground, all the way through the Red Sea. And as the last person, their, their feet left, the better the Red Sea. The waters resumed. And all of Pharaoh's army was drowned. And you would think the people of Israel would think, what a miracle! Give them three or four days. They started complaining. Complain, complain, complain. Moses, I am so sick of this manna. For those of you who don't know, manna from the original Hebrew means, what is it? This little wafer out on the ground? They were complaining, Lord, Moses, I can't stand this. Complain after complain after and Moses said to God, Now God, what did you do this to me for? I, what do I, why do I deserve this? All of these complaining people. God was teaching them a lesson of faith. As he wants to teach us a lesson of faith. Hebrews 11 says, 6 says this, Without faith it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We need to have an attitude of gratitude. That's what Thanksgiving is about. An attitude of gratitude. And thirdly today, we need to thank God for being who he is. God has attributes. He's a lot of different things. We've been studying Wednesday night, God or good, or good or God. And the writer of that has been saying about being holy. Being holy does not mean do's, a bunch of do's and don'ts. Being holy means relationship with God. Anything that's going to hinder my relationship with God, let's get it out of the way. Because I want God's presence. That's what matters in my life, is God's presence. Sometimes we, we try to say, Lord, but I want your power to be able to do this and this. I think we should be seeking after God's presence. Because in God's presence, there is power. For all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, in His God is holy. He's set apart from His creation and has told us, Be ye holy, as I, the Lord your God, am holy. He wants, us to set, he wants us to set ourselves apart from the world and unto Him, wanting Him 
most important in your life. Secondly, God is omnipotent, meaning God is all-powerful. In Hiroshima, the atomic bomb went off. Remember that from years ago? That ain't nothing compared to the power of God. It's just a compared to God's power. Thirdly, God is omniscient, meaning he's all-knowing. Those things you might do in secret, God sees them. He knows. Don't fool yourself. Somebody knows. He does. And God is omnipresent. Do you know, we worship the Lord here at Huron First Assembly, and there's churches way over in Africa that can be worshiping the Lord, and the presence of God can be here, and the presence of God can be way over there. The presence of God can be in Maine, and Boston, and California, all over the place, because God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And God is awesome. When I step back and ponder and ponder the goodness of the Lord, I have to say that I serve an awesome God. Do you think he's awesome today? Well, more awesome than we could imagine. And God has a mind of his own. <laughs> it's up to us to find out what's on his mind. Sometimes we think God has to search our mind and find out what's on ours. No, no, no. We need to find out what's on God's mind. What's on God's heart. King David wrote this in Psalms 37.5. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your Delight in the Lord. My friends, be thrilled with what God is doing. Be thrilled with where God is at. Because that means it's present. And he'll give you those desires that he wants in your heart. And fourthly today, thank him for knowing your need. You know, before you pray, God already knows your needs. And the first question is this, then why should I pray? He already knows. My friends, it's because you need to verbalize to him what you think you need. And you know, I'm going to blow a hole in some people's theology here today by saying what I am going to. Because oftentimes we pray, Lord, my will and not your will be done. Well, we need to be praying, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Scripture says this, and listen close. It says, ask and you will receive. You will notice there it doesn't say tell. It says ask. Oh, yeah. In other words, we should be asking God, Lord, this is what I think, but you see the deeper need in my life. You see the deeper, deeper need in this other person's life, Lord, and I'm asking you to show me that, that I can pray in your will. And you'll have to forgive me for saying it this way. Sometimes we treat God like Santa Claus. Oh, <laughs> in that we tell him what we want, 
and expect him to deliver. My friends, that's not the God. No, no, no. We should be asking him, Lord, show me where you are at. Lord, show me where you want me to be at. Lord, help me to flow with what you're doing. Lord, I'm asking you, show me. See, my friends, I serve a God that's faithful. He is absolutely faithful even when we are not. God remains faithful. And that alone is enough to say, I am thankful. Because when I blow it, when I do those things that not please God, He still is faithful to me time and time and time and time. We serve a grateful God. We serve a God that is faithful. He is even faithful when we're not, and we're going to sing a hymn together. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. And then we're going to pray, and then we'll be dismissed. Then it's going to be. And if we could put the word. Why don't we stand? You can turn it up a little. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of burning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail. faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies I see all I have needed thy hand hath provided Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. And I'll direct you in. There we go. No? Okay. No, no. Okay. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest. Yes, 
great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies I see all I have need in thy hand hath provided great is thy faithfulness for Jesus. We thank you for being Father God. We thank you, Lord, that we can be counted as your children, but give us thankful heart every day. And Lord, we pray that as we go from here, your presence will go with us. But Lord, we pray that those around us will see a difference because of your We praise you in your precious and all of God's people said, thank you for being. <laughs> Hallelujah. As we walk in your ways, God, we receive your friendship with humility, gratitude. We cannot stand without you.